0: Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Wednesday. You can find us on YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Quest to 100 subscribers on YouTube is on. Make sure you smash that like button uh, and put on the little notifications thing to know when all our episodes come out. Uh, leave a rating on iTunes and tell a friend. We have a big show. Matt Gedman is here former baseball player and I, coach of the Brockton Rocks. We're going to talk about his career, the Red Sox, spring training, big day on the first day of NFL free agency for the Patriots, and, of course, March Madness. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast, this is the Big Red Zone, I'm your host Big Red, as always I'm joined by Danny Football, Yo, producer John, and today I have a very special guest, my good friend Getty, Matt Gedman is here, welcome Getty.
1: steve what's going on? How are we doing? me on. It's good man, it's- I know you've been talking about this all summer, I didn't know it was a real thing, and like, here we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always a pleasure to see your face, Getty. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I got to know Getty over the last uh, summer. Uh, he was coaching at the Brockton Rocks. Uh, fortunately, he's going back. He was there for just a season. He's going back to Pittsfield this summer. Uh, I, I think I heard that right. If not, i break breaking the news now. I think that's old news. Uh, but he also coaches at Trinity. He's a baseball assistant, baseball coach assistant. And he also is an assistant on the hockey team, which I didn't know until in the summer. Um, but very happy to have you on, Getty.
1: Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to see you. So let's get this thing rolling.
0: So, uh, for all who don't know, Getty was a former, uh, professional baseball player. Uh, was in the Red Sox minors. So is there anything that stands out to you, like, looking back? Because you got to actually play for your home, like, growing up your home team. So... Like, tell me about that. Growing up in the farm, uh, growing up a Red Sox fan, and being able to play in the farm system for the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, I mean it was special. It's just you know, my dad having played in the big leagues for the Red Sox, and um, you know, growing up going to the games. in 2004, you know, they broke the curse, and it was the coolest thing about it is is nowadays, you know, what I mean, like when I was done playing, like I knew I was never going like to get there. It was kind of like another, you know, four or five years gap in life where you got to keep playing baseball and I mean the dream's always a, a chance but for me I knew I mean just playing with guys like Mookie Betts, Blake Swihart and um, you know so many other guys you see what the, their talent level is and it's you know I mean I knew the, the end wasn't going to be you know a 10 year big league career like my father had but um, when I was done playing kind of following those guys and you're rooting for the Red Sox not only because you're you know a hometown guy and you grew up 30 minutes from the park but also. You know, I got to play with Mookie Betts, and he was a special kid, special player, um, and kind of like, you know, like a, a Jackie Bradley, a Travis Shaw, guys like that, where, you know, good guys, and, and you're genuinely rooting for their success as along, you know, along with the team, so um, it was kind of double me in that one, you know, people said, like, how was this guy, and like I said, you know, Mookie, he's a kid who who's so easy to root for because um, he's just as good a person as he is a, a baseball player, so um in that aspect, you know, it was, it was a pretty special thing.
0: So you came up in like a golden age for the minor, for Red Sox minor system. Like you got this play with Mookie, like you said, Jackie, did you play with uh, Benny?
1: No, he was, uh, I think he was drafted 2013 or something like that. I got released after the 2014 season. So he was probably in, I was in a ball or high a ball in Carolina and, 2013-14 um, so he, I just missed him by probably a year or two
0: but you got to play like you said you're talking about playing with Mookie and obviously we're, we're happy to see him succeed with the Dodgers but it sucks to see him go um, how is it playing with him and just getting to see like the early stages of that great career like the great career he's about to have having and continue to have yeah I mean <clears throat>
1: Like I said, you know, I played with him in, in Lowell in 2011. He was a pup, you know, he was, you know 19 years old, 18 years old. And, um, the, and the year he kind of took off was, you know, the first year in Lowell he had no homers. You know, he, he had a bunch of doubles, but really didn't have, like, the, you know, the power that he has nowadays. So seeing him kind of just mature into, you know, from a, a kid almost until, like, you know, I mean, a young adult. And now the man he is, now he's got, you know, he's got a daughter. And um, that year he, was, he came up to Salem which is high A from uh, Greenville. He was down there in low, low A. He came up after the All-Star break and hit three fifty with eight homers and, you know, half the season. We won a championship this year and or that year, and, and he was a big part of it. So, I mean, the point in August, I had trouble getting out of bed. My body was so sore. He would go across the street to the Y and play pickup basketball for two hours and then come to the park. So that's the point when you, you know, you know, something's a little different with this guy.
0: Now, after... After your playing career, you went and started coaching. Did you start coaching right away? I know you, you, uh, I know you've been coaching in the Futures League for a while, and you coached at Trinity for a good amount of time. What was the next step right after you finished playing?
1: So I got released in January. So obviously, spring training, you head down in February. So didn't really have plans. Um, I last on with the Noble and Greenough School in Dedham, prep school in Dedham, Mass. Um, Rob Murray gave me the opportunity there. Uh he's been there football, baseball and um, assistant AD, I think for you know, ten ten years now probably. So I coached them and then I called Tom Conley who, you know, um he was on Pittsfield and I said, Hey, I'm looking for you know, summer game be trying to get into the college stuff, see what I like better, high school, college, um, AAU, you know, whatever it may be. And so he gave me that opportunity in the summer, I was on Pittsfield as the assistant and then came came to Trinity where I'm at now. 2016, I guess it was. So that's kind of just how, you know, rolled into high school, into summer ball, into college. And, um, you know, it's a good spot here. I work with Brian Adamski and Jason Safarski, who's a former Brockton uh, Rocks coach. So really good coaching staff in terms of personalities. And, and, uh, you know, the hockey guys kind of took me on last year. And same thing, great group of guys. And, you know, it's very comfortable and, um, you know, pretty good spot to be at.
0: Did you play hockey growing up? I didn't, I didn't really, I, you told me that I didn't know that about you, but you told me that you were coaching hockey and I was like, I'm, I didn't really know that you played or was surprising. surprise. Did you play growing up?
1: Yeah, I was a goalie. I played at uh you know, probably from the time I was six, seven, I actually, um, when I went to UMass, I played both sports for almost two years. I was, you know, third string goalie there. Um, my role in the baseball team was, was a little better than, a little bigger than the hockey one, but John Quick left. They were looking for, you know, another guy. He left kind of late, so I say I took his spot, but the only, I only really took, like, his locker stall. And besides that, besides that I, I didn't do too much. You know, I got into to a game or two, um, kind of like mop-up time, but it was really hard trying to try juggle both, so I had to make a decision, and, you know, baseball was the one that, you know, was, was obviously going to be better for me at the time.
2: Did you know Quick uh, personally, or...?
1: I met him a handful of times. So he was uh, – he went to Avon Old Farms. And then when he went to, to UMass, he played there for two years. Mm-hmm. So my freshman year would have been his junior year. But he had signed and gone on. So, you know, he came back once in a while um, to see the guys. And, and I met him through that. But I've, I've heard some good stories about him.
2: I forgot he was a UMass guy. That's crazy.
0: Danny's a big uh, hockey guy. He's a bit, UMass Lowell, River Hawks, all the way, and big hockey guy. Uh, <laughs> And obviously we talked to you in Brockton. Um, you're also, you, you know, you came from Pittsfield, you coached in Pittsfield the last few years. Uh, but I know Brockton was your favorite between all the futures leagues. We had a good time. Uh, but, talk, but I mean, the futures leagues, we've talked about on the show because we've all worked there and been involved with it. Uh, tell me about a little bit about your experience with the futures league. I know it's a great opportunity and great space, but uh, what's your experience with it?
1: But good. I mean, watching the league evolve, you know, over the years, they kind of juggle around whether they had, you know, six teams, 10 teams. Um, but it got to the point, you know what I mean, where the Pittsfield, you know, commutes are pretty tough going to Martha's Vineyard or even Brockton, you know, on the week that you hit that traffic. And so this past summer, you know, spent has been a little better in terms of having an hour ride listening to guys bitch about an hour and a half <laughs> ride in Pittsfield. It's three and a half there, three back. So um, that probably was the biggest change for the summer, but you know, seeing some of the kids, like we had Cade Cavalli a couple years ago. He was a 22nd or 23rd overall pick um, on Oklahoma for the Nationals this past year. Um, I mean, like, guys, we had this, some of the, the Geloff brothers were in Brockton. Um, you know, they both have potential, you know, good baseball futures. And I think it's a really cool idea where they, they allow those high school guys to come in. So schools like Vanderbilt, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, you know, they start sending their guys. They trust you with their guys. And and you kind of get to watch those guys you know, I mean, even the BC guys we had this year, they had a great start to the year, went down. That crazy game against Auburn, you know, they were down 9-1, two outs in the ninth and came back and won. So yeah. just, you know, keeping tabs on guys and, and, and watching guys' careers is probably the most rewarding thing.
0: Yeah, I, I the Futures League is, I, like you said, I love the like how it's evolved and like how it started off. Like, you know, we had some good talent, but... It, you know, you'd have like maybe one or a couple guys in like good division, high division one baseball. And now it's like every team has some like top talent, like, uh, you know, BC is sending more and more guys to the futures league, you know, Florida is sending a lot of more guys and it's just fun to see all these like top talent guys come in the league. And, you know, we, we talk about on the show, we've had a couple of, uh, former Brock to Brock's guys, Jake Fishman and, uh, zach short uh come on the show, and they 're making zach shortys was traded to the Tigers, and he 's on the forty man, so hopefully he makes a little, an appearance this year uh and Jake actually got into some spring training time so it's it 's nice to see those guys like you said, keep the tabs on them and seeing how they go up through the system and hopefully make it um we had Andy on, obviously. You're, you're pretty good friends with Andy uh, over the last few years. What was it like coaching with him and uh, maybe like some of the differences from your time in Pittsfield versus in Brockton?
1: Uh, yeah, Andy's a good dude. You know, I've known him from across the ways. as, you know, competing against him. And then this summer, you know, for him and Tom to take me on board where, you know, Pittsfield season canceled. Um, you know, it's funny. Andy's a really good baseball guy and, and, and it was kind of... You know, he could bounce if he had questions, but for the most part, you know, I put my input in where, you know, where I thought something, you know, I mean, in terms of a lineup or or an arm, but, you know, it was his show to run. I was kind of, you know, his sidekick if, if he had any questions or, um, but this summer I enjoyed just working, you know, with the hitters and, and, you know, it it was, it's been his team for, you know, three or four years, so. You know, to kind of watch him do his thing. He's way more organized than me. I know he gets up and does his lineup <laughs> at like 7 in the morning. I rush to get it out there before game time. But, Try
0: like um, 1 in the morning. He does it at like 1 in the morning, the night before he has the lineup ready, before he even leaves. Yeah, the
1: he, he used to text me at like 6 in the morning and ask for my lab that day. I'm like, dude, I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs>
0: but, so obviously last year you were in Brockton, like you said, because of Pittsfield was uh, didn't have a season. This year you're back in Pittsfield. Are you Go back. I know you're gonna miss seeing myself and Tom every day. But are you gonna? Are you looking forward to going back to Pittsfield? And if so, what a what are you for the season? What Was the last part? What are you doing to get like the, with the roster and stuff like that? Getting ready for the season.
1: I mean, the roster's pretty much complete. So, I mean, I'm definitely gonna miss the post game subway every night. In <laughs> six. <minutes. laughs> that you provided us the, the cookies yeah the cookies they're good they don't help um, the
0: little Chick-fil-a
2: yeah I was going to say Steve was the big Chick-fil-a guy last season
0: Chick-fil-a yeah
2: Chick-fil-a, Chick-fil-A
1: once a week for us was like Italian BMT from Subway I mean we, we had 40,000 <laughs> bags of potato chips in our thing everyone <laughs> I mean, just laying all over the place but, uh, no, I'm looking forward to pitching. Like I said, the roster's, the roster's pretty much done, and it's, uh, you know, it's a spot where I, I like the city. It's, it's got, like, a different feel to it. It's not like, a, you know, Brockton and North Shore, like, where it's city-city. It's kind of like a West Virginia vibe almost. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's the, the center of town. has got some good strips some good restaurants. Um, you know, people come out to the games. that They really enjoy the beer garden. It's always popping. you got a certain amount of fans that are there, you know, every night. and. We start to recognize faces throughout the year, so um, just for them, I think it'll be good for baseball to be back. And you know, thing I'm not looking forward to, it, like I said, is those bus trips. But um, besides that, you know, fresh start for them, and and hopefully things can you know go smoothly as last summer, where um, there, you know there's no hiccups in the season. Because once you're on a bus with all those guys, if something happens. It's kind of you know, I mean, it's it's not good news. But uh, last season was crazy that we were able to to escape through with, you know, no hiccups.
3: Do you think they're going to do the travel yourself? Or are they going back to buses? That's just more of a curious.
1: Yeah. I mean, some places could, I, I, I know, you know, Tom always had uh, a bus for those guys and, and most part, you know, we had 20 guys on the bus or so, but Pittsfield just too tough, man. I mean, if you're going to Brockton and it's, it's three and a half hours to expect those guys to drive. I know Westfield did it a little bit, but even you know, guys I knew on that team towards I mean, the middle of the season, like this is crazy. So, um, it's a lot of miles on on some of those cars that you know, college kids drive around 2005, you know, Jeep Cherokees. I remember, Buddy Duane was was traveling last summer from uh, you oh, know, Central God. to Brockton. He's like, My, my Jeep has 200,000 miles on me. He's like, oh, This isn't gonna fly much longer. So, so maybe some of those short trips like a Westfield or uh. Um, you know, stuff up in that area. Worcester's like an hour 40, but, you know, once we start heading down your airway, it's, it's, it's a tough ask for the guys.
2: Steve was uh, telling me yeah. about it earlier. Do you want to break down the 4th of July game in Pittsfield for me?
1: Yeah, just pure mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> ask Tom Tracy <Price> about that. One <laughs> um, <laughs> of the best we, played Rockville. It was really the game. Yeah, he came in to yell at the umpire and throw his helmet and he somehow pulled the athleticism out and do his somersault as he was going to check the helmet. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's crazy. They do a parade, and, and, you know, we've had a float in the past. So um, if you're, like, fourth in line, it's not bad. You get there at eight, you have to wait around. Last time we had a game, it was, like, 93 out, and we were on this float from 8.30 in the morning until, like, 1 because we were, like, 137th in line on 140. So usually on 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 July 4th we get a crowd of about 5500 people and um you know you try to play your A lineup you know what I mean if you have 18 position players so so that night you run out the best you got and the kids were just wiped by the, you know time the game started we lost like nine nothing in front of 5500 people but that was a tough one we've had some good ones over the years though um i mean the the people started celebrating their 4th of July you know kind of early in the day so um we had a guy run the field, a field still base one year uh, <laughs> but i mean i mean but i mean it's great it's great for the kids because you know they get to enjoy it and and it feels like you know they're playing at a big 12 conference I, I had a kid thomas Hughes. um he was playing at oklahoma and he was one of the guys i wanted to get a lineup but he said to me he goes he goes play this guy instead or um you know it was a kid from a d3 school who he was really close with and he said you know, I get, I'm fortunate to be able to play in front of the crowds like this all the time. So, um, you know, for those smaller D three, D two school guys, sometimes it, you know it, it's honestly the, the biggest crowd they get to play in front of. But it's, it's it's a good day for sure.
3: Yeah, it
0: gets a little rowdy in the Fourth of July.
1: Yeah, they don't mess around.
0: Well, I'm I'm looking forward. To, I talked to Tom the other day, and I um, we got to talk to him about the upcoming season. But I'll definitely be there. If anything, when Pittsfield comes to town, always a pleasure to see my hey, good friend
1: Getty. Bring your $5 scratch ticket. That's right. I don't tip, I don't tip the club. Tip the- I just give him a scratch ticket once a month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sometimes, hey, sometimes it hits. Sometimes
1: it doesn't. Yeah. It wasn't a good summer in scratchy-wise.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't, a good, it wasn't a good scratchy summer. Um, it was a good subway summer, but it wasn't a good scratchy summer.
3: Um, you ain't lying.
0: So, staying uh, with baseball with the Red Sox. We're going back to them. Is there anyone that you know you've been surprised with this offseason? Day football, and I've kind of talked about it last week, but I'm interested to see what you said. Uh, think being the baseball connoisseur that you are, uh, what is?
2: Did we lose them? All right, welcome to Two Minutes of Roughing. <laughs> this is a hockey podcast. Now I have got my guest Getman here. We're ready to go. Jonathan Quick, tell me about Jonathan Quick.
3: Jonathan Quick was a better goalie than I was, so
1: I pretty much know about him. I get some good stories about him and having couple beers at a party one night. But <laughs> I don't think he asked us, he asked, he asked us to guard his beers for him one time, and some kid came over and grabbed the beer out of the, the box. And we said, you know, those are Quick's beers. He asked us, you know, to watch him for him. He goes, those aren't Quick's beers; they're mine. He's been stealing from me all night. <laughs> where year did you graduate 2011
2: okay damn I forgot I honestly forgot he went to UMass that's crazy
0: they have those hidden gems they're they're turning into a hockey school that's right Uh, there's no way to transition back but uh looking at the Red Sox Getty what is there anyone that surprised you so far or any standouts from spring training that you you've seen so far
1: um if i'm being honest with you i haven't really watched you know too much of the spring stuff i've, I've been checking in on it um you know my dad's down there he's a triple a coach or hitting coach so he's been with the guys um we kind of started up here at trinity two weeks ago we've been doing pods to kind of stay out of the you know contact tracing and you know if if something does pop off so uh, we've been out on the field from like eight to five every day so I checked the boxers a little bit. I like the uh, Enrique Hernandez or Kiki Hernandez. Kiki Hernandez, um, yeah. I know he started off a lot. I think he's a, he's a good addition to play infield, outfield. Um, I don't – Devers is going to hit. I mean, Bogarts is going to hit. JD is going to hit. So I think it just kind of – you know, if they can put together enough pieces to have a competitive rotation with, you know, sale being heard. And um, so I haven't really been able to follow, I mean, how their, their staff is doing. But – for them that's going to be the biggest key if they can have an era you know four or five or so they're going to hit enough to win games it just it comes down to when sale gets back and um you know how eddie rodriguez is this year for not playing last year and they have some guys to do it and then obviously the bullpen's a question there's a lot of names um that a lot of you know local fans aren't familiar with so uh it could go it could go either way but the division they play in is, is loaded this year i mean the yankees Don't skip a beat. The Rays, I know they lost Snell, but they're back. The Blue Jays made some big-time additions. And then you got the Orioles, who, I mean, I don't even know how you can be positive as an Orioles (laughs) fan.
0: They beat us. I mean, they're Vegas
1: over-under. Yeah, I'm curious what the the Orioles, like, Vegas win-loss, like, total is. It's probably, like, 40. You know what I mean? So, so the division's talking. You got to take advantage of those games and those series when you play them. But, like I said, I – I think it just comes down to starting pitching and, and bullpen pitching for that matter with
0: them. Yeah. They, and I, I've been a big Tanner Houck guy the last like couple of years. And I heard uh, Cora say that they, he wants him in the rotation rather than the bullpen. Uh, so I'll, I'm interested to see how he does. Cause I always thought he was going to be like a good bullpen arm. You know, he's going to throw lively out of the pen, but I'm going to be interested if he can be a lockdown starter for us, that's going to be huge
3: yeah no, doubt.
0: Um, it also seems like I don't know if uh you have any insight on this, but it seems like the, like there's a new energy with Cora back in the at the helm. Uh, I've just noticed like I feel like it's a different I think it's a breath of fresh air from last year. I feel like people have like a positive outlook going into the seat. I don't know. I just feel like the players seem more relaxed, they seem a little more uh, I, I, I've, it's a different energy would you agree? Like, I feel like it's a different field this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Corey, you know, he had his thing where, you know, he took his lumps and, and he had to, he had to miss the year, but I mean, he's definitely the right guy for the job. Uh, um, he's a good players coach. Those guys love playing for him. You know, they have a history of, you know, winning the title and it's unfortunate what happened, but I mean, you can't hold it against people forever. So like I think at some point people got to get over it and, you know, whether it's the Astros guys and, and what's going on there. And, um, but, I mean, they took their punishment, as, you know, as they should. And, and he's back. And, and I know he's, he's a really good manager. He's a good baseball guy. And, and the guys seem to love to play for him. So, um, I mean, like you said, there's, there's a good, good energy coming back. And, and I think rightfully so. So, um, I'm happy to see him back in time. You know what I mean?
0: I'm fired up to see him back. I know uh, this this podcast is a supporter of Alex, supporter of Alex Cora. We don't hold anything again. He took his lumps. He's about to lead us to another World Series. Let's go. Um, so moving on. Um, today was a big day in the NFL. Uh, this is Monday. It was the first day of the legal tampering period. And boy, did the Patriots make a splash. Um, they signed. Uh, first, it started with yesterday. They Traded away Cannon and swapped some picks and got some moved up in the draft and saved some cap space. Uh, they re signed Cam, which I know a lot of people were uh, a little hesitant on. And they restructured a bunch of deals. They signed a bunch of guys. What's one thing that the Patriots have done that stood out like the best move you've seen them make so far? We can go around, Danny. Uh,
2: I think their best move so far has definitely been moving up in the draft. I think with the cannon trade, I know they jumped a bunch of spots. It makes their pitch, their picks more valuable. And I know between now and the draft, they still have plenty of time. And if they want to make a run at the top 10 top five and maybe get their quarterback of the future, I think that cannon trade is going to be a huge part of it because their trade picks are even that more valuable now.
0: Yeah. And also like that, that trade not only helped us move up and get higher draft capital, it helped us with free agency and clearing cap. Like we got, we talked about it. I think the last couple of weeks are like, his contract was if we got rid of him, we were going to get $7 million in cap space, six, $7 million. So we knew he was probably getting cut, especially after, um, all the like offensive line trade, uh, moves that we've made. So um, I think this is the best thing. You turn a guy that you were going to cut anyway, you moved up in the draft and you're creating more draft capital to possibly get that quarterback guy of the future. Uh, Getty, what do you think? You're a big Pat's guy. What, what, what's uh, the move that you think stands out?
1: Yeah. I mean, like you guys said, I'm, I'm fine with the new thing. You know I mean? Like I, I think he was, you know, he was a good soldier last year and um, you know, he took a pay cut. I obviously, you know, likes it enough in new england belichick obviously likes him enough Watch him throw you know, I mean you can see he's a little limited but um competitive guy you know what i mean and if if they can move up and they can draft the quarterback you know what i mean if that guy wins the job he's the starter you know if he's a year or two away you know you new newton for another year um, i think they didn't really have any peace around him. i mean they're throwing to to bird and jacoby myers that, that those two tight ends they got from uh you know ucla and then the assi Guy. Like, yeah. I mean, they didn't really see much time. So I think the, what's the guy's name? Janu Smith or the, the guy yeah. they got from, you know, the tech today. I mean, he's a good young player. Uh, I think he had, you know, six touchdowns last year, whatever. That, that kind of gives him a little credibility at the tight end position. Um, and for a guy who's not going to throw it down the field, you know I mean, it's good to have a reliable tight end, you know, who knows the playbook, you know, can can make red zone plays and, you know, c- kind of finish off scoring drives. And then I, I, I just started briefly, but the, uh, the linebacker they got from the Ravens.
3: Um, oh, yeah.
1: You know I mean? If you look at his from last year, I mean, he's, he's a top five linebacker in the league.
0: Yeah, he was he was a stud. Looking at Smith before, the one thing I was going to say is he's also fast. Like, did you see any? Like, there's a couple clips out there that I've seen, like highlights, and he just, like, catches it, like, five yards, five, ten yards down the field, and then just, like, he's fast. Like, the linebackers can't catch him. So I think that's going to help with Newton because obviously, like you said, Newton's not really throwing the ball 50 yards. He's, it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk, I think, going forward this year. Uh, so I think that's going to help out a lot. He's going to be quick. He has good hands. He was hurt for most of the year last year, and he still had six TDs. So, like, that – you know, I think that's, like, a great – I think that's a great move for the Pats. It's a good way – it started us off on, like, a high note. And the Cam Newton signing, like, I think it's – I was I – was, wasn't I as the was anti-Stidham guy. What does it say about Jared Stidham that we're bringing back Newton? I think. Well, I said I, I'll admit when I'm wrong, Danny. Football. I think I was wrong about Jared Stidham. I think I was wrong. He didn't. We're, he hasn't got a fair chance. But I but think I, I mean, was wrong. Jesus, man! If he if
2: Bill's bringing him back and didn't even give him a start last season, you know this dude is trash at practice.
0: I don't. I honestly don't know what it is, but in Bill, we trust. If Bill doesn't think he's good, then I'm. I'm. I don't think he's good either. Uh, but with with Cam, I think it's. I think it was smart. I think it, I, I was kind of like wasn't excited about it in the beginning, but I mean the guy's a veteran guy. He really didn't get an off season last, year, like a preseason last year. So like I'm. I'll be interested to see how he reacts with weapons, and we're getting weapons in. You know, we just signed uh Bourne and Aguilar and hopefully we get Curtis Samuels and you know it'll be interesting to see with like a decent team around him, obviously with Smith, uh, what he's able to do with a full offseason and preseason, get him ready for the uh get him ready for next year. So uh I'm excited. The de- and like you said, Getty, the defense they're just stacking up. They they got that um they got the pass rusher from from Baltimore and then they signed that corner. So I think that they're going to move Gilmore soon. More I think draft a, capital, man. More draft that's capital. That's right. Uh, or they're going to trade him for a. Uh, I heard like I heard rumor that possible trade to the brown, uh, the Bears for Allen Robinson. I'd do that in a heartbeat. I heard that's a possible possibility. So I would I would do that too. Uh, or you try to restructure the deal. They're also doing a lot of restructures, like they restructured um, Hightower's deal and it's creating a lot of cap space off of that, which I'm glad because the only other option was getting rid of Hightower, which I'm not ready to do yet. What's one guy that you guys want to see get signed? I have, I have a guy.
3: Yeah, the Pats. What do you want the Pats to get? Hmm. That's still out there. Danny, I need to think about it. Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Football is a big Drew Brees hater.
0: He, he went through a. Oh my God! The yeah, yeah the, the top, so, the top. What was it? Top ten thing? Top five? You said he's barely a top ten quarterback of all time. Barely, yeah. I I'll stick by that. There are plenty I, of names that you can put. Well, yeah, you can yeah, put I mean, above Drew Brees. I think you're a psychopath. What does the guest? What does our guest think here? Kenny, you break the tie. What's going on?
1: I mean, that's a tough question. My biggest thing. I don't know what. Uh, what's the guy? They got Jalen Mills, the corner Ta- Yeah, Taysom Mills. No,
0: no it's talking Philly? about the corner. The oh, corner from Philly. Uh, J- yeah, Jalen uh, J- yeah, J- J- Mills.
1: I want to see what he does with his hair because he's had the, that he dyes it green. <laughs> <laughs> because in Philly, I want to know if he's, he's going to do it red do or blue, blue or just let it go back on natural. Silver. Blue?
0: Silver like the helmet. Silver like the helmet. Different every game, yeah, depending on the
3: game. Matches jersey color.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the Drew Brees top 10 thing, I mean, that's, just, that's a tough debate. I mean, the guy had an incredible career. He, he won one or two Super Bowls. One. one. He's got the most passing yards of all time. Yep. And he's, what, got top five or touchdowns or number one in that too?
0: I think he still is at number one, but Brady, it was back and forth between, Brady's going to break it next year. It's like it was yep. very close. I forget what it was off the top of my head.
1: I mean, stat-wise, yeah. I mean, if you're a championship guy, you know, you got other guys out there. You know, paid Manning's got, what, two? Two. One of them, you know, yeah, one of them. Three? You Did know, he get three? was the offense that got it. I think right. he had one and one. One and one. I don't know. If, I'd say Drew B. is the top top quarterback, but not top five probably.
0: Good Danny enough for me. Daily football me. had some suspect you, people in front you of you.
2: You had him as borderline number two, dude. No, I had yes. him border.
0: I had yes. him borderline five. I you had him like five, he six. he could be number two. No, I said I didn't say him two. Play back the tape, producer John. Yeah, we need to go back <laughs> at the tape. I said he's a borderline five. Like I could see him four, five, six around there. Just based on stats, he won a championship. He won a big championship for New Orleans. No, like no, I was do big, remember you
4: saying based on stats he could be too.
3: Oof!
0: I think that's a lie. I, I'll I dig up the video. I, yeah, you're gonna have to dig it up. I think he, I said I remember it, it was borderline five. It was like in the inside the five or on the just on the outside. I could see.
3: I didn't. He was a top see. ten. In the future, really. Say again. On the eighteen.
1: I said you're you're a top. Steve was a top five uh, clubby in the futures league. Even though there's only six. Oh, he's he's here. my
0: number one by far. I'm the number one. I'm the best. I'm retiring
1: from being the clubby. I can't
0: do. I can't do no more, Getty. I can't do no more.
1: Uh, you made the. You hit the top, the top Yeah, there's there's only you know subway sandwiches, and then from there. <laughs>
0: someday uh, Tom Brady will understand what it's like to get there. I've oh, reached it. I can't, I can't, I can't do no more. I really can't. I, I thought about it last year. There's really nothing else Big I can do. Knows
2: when to walk away.
0: I was, I was eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich last year saying, you know what? There's nothing else I can do. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, <laughs> that
3: was incredible.
0: <laughs> Kenny, what's your one guy that you want the Pats to go get? What's, what's the one guy that you're, they, that that's still out there
3: he said drew breeze drew I don't... I said drew
1: Brees, you know, retired um i think they need more help with the you know, i mean like i'm a from a fantasy perspective i'm an offensive guy i know they have you know a ton of running backs uh i think that tight end helps the quarterback is either going to be you know someone who's not here now or can Newton. i would like to see him get another wide receiver just how uh you know, the Nikhil Harry thing has has kind of shaked out. You know, he, he was a first rounder that hasn't turned into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so I, I think they need more passing off. I, just, I don't think it has to be a crazy like downfield guy. Isn't Nelson Aguilar more of like a like a deep threat? Or I think he's more of a downfield, but
0: yeah, I think that's how they used him in Oakland. I think he's downfield.
1: Yeah, so I mean like Cam Newton's if that's your guy, he's not throwing the ball more than you know, 35, 40 yards down the field. So um you know, I mean, someone who can kind of help Edelman and out and doesn't have to stretch it too much. Like, I, I love the Allen Robinson call there. Um, you know, he's a, he's a target and, and uh, you know, completion, you know, weapon. He's, every time you look at those hit stats, he's he had 12, 14 targets, you know, 10, 12 catches. So, um, somewhere where they can kind of just keep the drives going because those, the, the backs are really good. Um, you know, White, Bird, kid uh, I love, I loved how that kid ran last year, the kid Harris from Alabama. Yeah. Um, so I think they're all set there. It just becomes maybe another, you know, another weapon or two.
2: If I can interrupt the podcast real quick. Zach, I, I have, was just about to interrupt
4: I it.
3: Have, I found it too. I have
2: the footage.
4: I have I found footage. it too. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna play it right now. Here we go. Put it up to your mic. I was gonna do the same exact thing.
0: <laughs> Ever play? I think he doesn't get enough credit because he played in the same era as Tom. Statistically, you could say he's the second greatest quarterback of all time. I guess. Statistically, he is. <laughs> I guess. No. Statistically, yes, I, guess.
2: <laughs>
4: Statist-
0: oh.
2: I
4: never oh. said oh. that. He said statistically, he could be the statistically second greatest quarterback of all time.
2: Steel trap. Statist-
4: Steel, Steel
0: tra- trap. What am I going to say? Statistically, I think he is. I'll stand by it. Statistically, uh,
2: he could be, but name name recognition and championships.
1: Mm-mm. Imagine um, that guy. Uh, what do you say? So he's a so Steve-o says he could be the second best quarterback of all time. So your kids are on the field after after a game you lose to you know Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and he comes out and, and your kids are excited to catch uh, passes from the number one quarterback of all time. You're standing there in Stevo's mind, you're the number two quarterback of all time. And this guy comes out, and, and your kids are all jacked up to get past him. <laughs> right yeah,
0: because he's the best. He's the best quarterback of all
2: time. he's, one he's better, dead. He's,
0: he's he's one better than dead.
1: He is the best.
0: Yeah. Um, get uh, the for the free agents wise. There was one one thing I noticed today: James White and Rex Burkhead are both free agents this year. So. I, I, like you said, I kind of want to see them sign one of those. I think we need James White. I'd love I'd like to see him sign James White. Rexy, I'm like, you know, I'd love to see him, but it's more about James White because I think between Damian Harris, James White, and Sony, I think you can, you know, I think you can get, but I think Rexy's like, oh, man out of that. Um, the other guy I say is David Andrews. Like, David Andrews, they need to re-sign. I was talking about it with Danny Football before. Need like, him back. Need him back. You need to, You need to get him back. Um, other than that, like they they agree to Dietrich Wise. I mean, some big guys on the defensive side that still are free agents is Lawrence Guy, Lord John Simon, like those three guys. But they're kind of doing like you said, Yeti. They're kind of like adding a lot of pass rushers anyway in free agencies. I think the main guys from that free agent group that are left. I think James White and Dave Andrews are definitely two guys that I want to see them resign and but to match what you said I I think Curtis Samuels is a great guy to sign for wide receiver help that's still a free agent cuz he's going to be a Juju able... You're a big Juju guy.
2: I love Juju when he's not on his phone
0: when he's not dancing on when he's the... not TikToking on the logos uh I I just think he – I mean, Curtis Samuels did a lot from, like, the – from running. He's, like, did a lot of running of the ball, too. He's short route. I think he's going to help out with the – like Getty said, short passing game, help Edelman out. So, um, that's my guy, at least. I I hope Curtis Samuels – like, from outside the team, that's my one guy.
3: like
0: that. Um, How do we feel about Tooney leaving?
3: Uh,
2: to, to, I mean, I'm sad that he left, but I'm even sadder that he went to the Chiefs. Yeah,
0: that's, like that the, was the worst part about it. It seems
2: like it looked for a second like the Chiefs were crumbling and their offensive line was going to suck, and then they bring in Joe Tooney.
0: Well, I was going to say it looked like for a second the Patriots were going to somehow swoop in and get him. Like, they were talking like both sides wanted to agree, and then all of a sudden it was like he with the Chiefs. It was, that, was the, that was the worst part about it was him signing with the Chiefs.
2: I thought thought we were going to see their offensive line completely cave, and then they got them.
0: This is definitely the best first day of free agency I've seen out of a Patriots team, Bill Belichick Patriots team. It's been awesome to watch. I mean, we're checking our phones to see what's going to be the next move, and I'm excited to see who else is coming on to the New England Patriots. Get the duck boats ready, as Danny Football them up. Get the gas in there. Let's go. Um we want to move on. This is uh, a very special show. We kind of talked about it before we started. Um, it only happens once a year, and it's the beginning of March Madness. Uh, Getty said he uh, he had a little um, little uh, smart drink last night. You know, got a little <laughs> liquid liquid in him and lubed up and ready to go for this bracket. Uh, Danny footballs filled one out. Producer John even filled one out. Uh, What's, I mean, we don't have time to go through all the, like all the, the whole bracket, Should we but just like
2: final fours, maybe, um, you lead eights.
0: What, what, what's, well, first, what in your first round, is there any upset, like big upsets that you have going into the first round? I have the classic 12 over five. My big
2: one is going to be Georgetown over Colorado. Patrick Ewing, baby. He's got the Hoyas back in
0: town. He's ready to go. Uh Getty, do you have any? I know you yeah, I know you briefly looked at it, but what's is there any uh big upset that you have going into it?
1: Uh the two I liked. I mean I, I like the the champ week, you know what I mean, kind of watching those games and, and get to know different guys. Um, but you know, I have listened to a few things. It hasn't been a complete, you know, wash up taking a look at it, but I like the uh UC Santa Barbara team. They're a twelve. Uh they're playing Creighton, who's kind of with the issues going on there. I mean, they just, they just got pounded by Georgetown in the final. They had the drama going on, you know, with their head coach and and something he said. And um, the team I really like, I, I think they got a, a brutal draw. Um, and I probably don't even know how to pronounce her, the name, the the Ab- Abigail or whatever Christian. Um, they're playing Texas. They lead the country in turnovers forced per game. Um, you know, they're like an older group, play really good team defense. And I watched a couple of their games, um, and they're no joke. So I think Texas is really good. They just won the Big Twelve. So. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if, if that game is one of those ones that comes down, down to the end. So um, UC Santa Barbara against Creighton uh, and Abigail, or however you say it, Christian against Texas. Those are the two I like. Uh,
0: the two, the couple upsets that I had were, and this is just from me going uh, every year I kind of picked them because they were growing up one of my, uh, you know, I like their team. I have uh, eleven over Syracuse over San Diego State. Uh, Syracuse always gets overlooked in these tournaments, but somehow, like they always kind of make it, make a little run in it. I remember a couple years ago when they came off their suspension. Uh, everyone had them losing in the first round, and I was like, let's have them go to the uh, Elite Eight. And that's ex- they actually went even further. So I always pick Syracuse. The other one, um, which is it's kind of uh, I don't I don't have much confidence in. But we're gonna go with it. Is Iona over Alabama? The 15 over two upset swing. There huge swing. Main reason I almost went to Iona Did like College. What do you Sorry.
1: say? Did you like Rick Pitino?
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. If you have former Celtics coach, trash um, Celtics coach, terrible. Larry Bird's not walking through the door. All He's time that bad. All
2: time bad.
0: Um, no, I. The reason being is. I almost went to that school. That's kind of, I like Iona and I got into them in high school. So whenever they're in the tournament, I always pick them to win the first round and then lose. But the other reason is I don't trust Alabama, Alabama football. I will trust to the end of the time. I do not trust Alabama basketball. I will not trust it. I, they are going to crumble. They're one in three against top 25 teams. They just, I, I don't trust it. And if there's gonna be a top team, like That's couple, top seed to school, lose, man, easy. No, I don't trust it. Again, those guys that are like the one guys, like one guys on the team. I think you know they never go that far. So, I'm going, I'm going, Iona mainly because I almost went there and I like the school. But uh, hey, if you want a nice little two over f- fifteen over
3: two upset. Go ahead with them. I have Georgetown over Colorado too. I like that pick. Uh, um, go ahead, Yeti. Winthrop
1: is, is is good, really good. They're Winthrop's like a twenty-five and one. They're playing uh, Villanova, who the kid Gillespie's out. Um, so I mean, that could be another one. And then not to argue with you, just because I like to argue with you, but that San Diego State team is, is loaded. I would be I would be surprised if Syracuse wins that game. Uh, and I'll, I I. Go ahead with your IOMA thing. I'll let you live on that one for a couple more minutes. Please, Saturday comes.
3: Let me let me
0: let me enjoy it until they get blown out by Alabama, Before they get blown out by Alabama. Uh, yeah. I I mean Syracuse is like like I said. It's mainly because I pick them every year to go. You know, at least a couple rounds. Um, I hope and they Kayla- also see. Sorry, I, hope, I just want to say I hope Baylor beats Hartford
2: by 100 for keeping my Lowell Riverhawks out of the goddamn tournament. So <laughs> lock that one in. Baylor by 100, and I want it. I want blood on that freaking court.
0: Would you have gone UMass Baylor Lowell over Baylor?
2: Yeah, I had, I, you know me. I would have had to pick that game. I would have had to go UMass Lowell over
3: Baylor in that one. Who's everyone's final four? Who do you got in the final four? I can, I can go first.
0: I got Michigan, Kansas, and Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. I got Kansas, Michigan, Arkansas, West
2: Virginia.
3: Do you want to say yours again.
0: Kansas, Michigan, and Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. I hate my bottom half of the bracket, but that's what I got. You no,
1: know who has a brutal draw? Is, uh Illinois. That second game they're going to play Loyola Chicago, who's really good. Or uh, Georgia Tech who just won the ACC tournament. The top second game for a one seed?
0: Yeah, some of these teams got like an easy, easy draw. Like I was looking at it, uh, and it might just be like how I did it because the teams I picked, but Ohio State seems to have a pretty easy road. Like I, I, I don't yeah. like putting them far. Like they play um
3: are they first, they play. Who did I just Oral say Roberts. they play Oriole Oral Roberts. Roberts? Then they play Virginia Oral Tech. Roberts or the I don't I can't understand what you're saying. Oral Roberts. I, all I heard,
0: yeah, whatever That's, it is. I they <laughs> they play uh they're gonna get blown out in the first round. Virginia <laughs> Tech, Texas Tech. Like Texas Tech should be like I have them playing Texas Tech. I think I have them beating them too. And then I have them losing to Wisconsin. I hate that I have them in the Elite Eight.
3: I hate everything about this. Should I pick Arkansas? I like the Razorbacks. I think I have them losing in the first round. Yikes. Uh, On your mind, Thiebaud? I've been dying to hear it.
1: Uh, What is it? Or I'm going to go looking at it. Gonzaga?
0: Oh my God! Might as well Alabama. just give whoever you might as well give the money up right now. You're picking Gonzaga to go to the Final Four.
1: Gonzaga, Alabama, so much Rihanna. and then Baylor uh, <laughs> and San Diego State. Wow! I'm all against you.
0: You're all against me. Thanks, Yeti. <laughs> Sounds like another
3: day- is
1: gonna- San Diego State beats Syracuse. It'd be West Virginia Houston's unproven And then I don't think Illinois even gets to the Elite Eight But Well no I mean that's, that draw is brutal for them They Either Loyola or Georgia Tech And they gotta play Probably Oklahoma State or Tennessee I mean that, I mean Illinois has a brutal draw for a one seed
3: Yeah they have a pretty bad draw who, Wait Who did you have in their final four?
2: Not the they, top Gonzaga, The bottom Gonzaga, Alabama And then it was
0: the second two. What was your second two? Did you say
3: uh, Illinois? Baylor.
1: And, no, Baylor and San Diego State.
3: I don't even know.
0: I had Baylor going far, but I don't even know where I put San Diego State. You had them losing. You had them losing
1: to- Syracuse. and, and oh, Buddy that's, right.
0: that's right. That's right. How come you're going all against me right now?
1: I mean, that's <laughs> no just. I sing- <laughs> I'm not going to take an ETC school whose best score is the coach's son. Ooh, this isn't this isn't uh Doug, it's Braden.
0: Damn. I'm telling you right now, the Syracuse is gonna go at least one round. I think at I have at least them one lose, round. I had them, them losing in the next round, but I, all right. We'll have to see. Actually, John, do you huh? you have you you can pipe in on this. What's your final four? I haven't heard my you name were called. I just I'd, I'd call it in now. <laughs> Uh, my final four. Producer
4: John, what's your final four? Producer John, thank you're you, up. Thank you for asking Danny Football. You're uh, welcome. Uh, Gonzaga, Florida State, Villanova, Illinois. Ooh. Against the grain. It could totally change tomorrow though. I'm not, it's not,
2: <laughs> I'm not very calm. Producer John could wake up and be like, you know what? No. Genuinely.
0: Gonzaga has cost me so many brackets before. I will never pick yeah, them to same. win. Like I've, I've never. They always on me, and it's it just causes nothing but problems. And they don't just lose; they just ruin a whole side of the bracket. <laughs> That's
2: why we they, all like ride
0: Yukon boys. I, uh-huh. I for some reason I rode UConn pretty far. Like I like I have them going pretty decently, which I don't understand why either. Like yeah, I, I have them. I have yeah them because you have my own. That is why. I had defeated Iona in the second round. <laughs> wow, UConn has a pretty easy ride, huh? They get to play Iona in the second round.
1: Abigail Christian in the third.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I had been playing uh, BYU, which, again, I could change that. I could, Like John said, I could
3: wake up and change that. Uh, UConn, where's job? What's your, I have what's UConn, your one upset? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no know, let
2: John, John go. This is John's goddamn time. Let John go. My, yeah. I got, uh,
3: Colgate over Arkansas. Ooh, it's and, it's, and tell them the three. reason why.
0: <laughs> Cause they're toothpaste. <laughs> there it is. A lot oh, of people sh- are going to choose that. Um, and, of course, the question that everyone has, who do you have winning the bracket? Who do you have winning the... Producer Natchitan? John, go first. Me? Uh, oh,
4: I don't want to say. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say. I got to change it. I got mm-hmm. Illinois, but, but I'm, I'm, I've been talked out of it.
1: Illinois is really good. I just hate their draw. All
4: right. Talk back into it.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Back That's in. all
0: it took. Uh. Uh, Daddy, what's you, what do you got? I'm
2: going Michigan, man. Go blue. I'm going Michigan. Ride them all the way.
3: Uh, Getty? I haven't
1: officially on my bracket yet, but I, I like Baylor. I think they're deep. I think they're athletic. I'm going to play you know, a handful of times this year. And, um, I know it's Baylor. It's hard to take them, but I don't think they're a fluke this year.
0: It is very hard to take Baylor. I like them though. I I like. There's one of the team. Like I always have a couple teams that are like kind of outside the normal teams that are like really good. I like them, but I'm going Michigan too. Woo, I, I let's hate go! It, by the way,
2: hail to the. I Rangers. hate myself
0: for picking them. Hate myself for picking them, but I have Michigan.
1: So um, hopefully they can beat Iowa like in the Elite Eight. <laughs>
0: You don't have to worry about that. UConn's going to blow them out. <laughs> I told you, just one round. One round, they, one round victory, that's all they have, and they'll lose right after that.
3: That's fair. Hey,
0: all it needs is they just need to have one day to catch fire. And Alabama, unless... Well, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Rick Pitino, he won a couple games for the Celtics, all side,
1: right? i side bet you... <laughs> What? I would side bet you twenty bucks that Alabama scores a hundred points that game. Oh, it's gonna be like a hundred to like seventy-two.
3: Damn!
0: Take that action,
2: Steve.
1: Wait, Let's did go. you say that
0: they can, You said that they gotta score a hundred to 70, 72 to a hundred. They're gonna win a hundred to seventy-two. Yeah,
2: Alabama,
1: I cut
0: out when they were talking.
1: I'll be able to
0: score a hundred points that okay? game. Hey, all I'm saying is I own. Take that to, action. Uh, Let's exist. go. I think I have to take it. I don't, yeah, I'll take it. I think I, I like <laughs> it. I like that. They're one in three again. I hate Alabama in this situation. We'll talk after the show.
3: Yeah. Getty's trying to yeah.
0: Getty's trying to make some of his money back from back, all yeah. of his betting ventures.
1: I mean, I've had a horrible luck with Steve O. I had, uh, <laughs> I lost the week one of his Survivor Pool. Um, I had Houston against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's only in the year. Week one. I'm out of that. And then for the Super Bowl squares, I had like fucking one and nine and five and six. And I was like, Steve, well, oh, this is crazy. man. <laughs> I'm like, how do you pick this? He's like, it's all, it's all random. Look his numbers. he got like three, seven, zero, three. It's, you know, kind okay. of
0: bad numbers. I had like one set of good ones. I bought like five squares. That's why I had some good numbers. I had one good one. All the rest were terrible. I didn't even win. I didn't even come close. I hate I hate squares. I'll never do squares again. I hate running squares. Squares is the most uh, stressful thing to run. I would never uh, run squares. Never do that seems again. so oh
4: Yeah, I had God. to buy two more squares to save you from redoing the whole thing.
0: You didn't have to. I would have I would have just sold them to someone else. Oh I was looking at, Yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, there was people there was people I turned away to buy squares. You didn't, would you I would have to figure out it to save 40 bucks. Give me it back. Give me it now. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I, my, uh, I won. Uh, this made me think, because you were asking for money back. Uh, this made me think. I won fantasy football. Remember that league I told you I won in fantasy football? Two guys didn't pay their buy-ins, and I got shorted 100 bucks for winning the
3: league. Yeesh. How bad is that? I'm ticked. That brutal, man. I'm still. I'm still. Sounds like, like you got to pay those guys keep, a visit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, keeping with the March Madness theme, we're gonna do our. Uh, we have a segment called Picks of the Week where we each pick a, a game each week. Uh, but we're gonna do a March Madness. So this is the Picks of the Week.
3: Picks. Of-
0: So, Danny Football is my butt in Picks of the Week this season for basketball. Um, I did win the football season. I'm holding on to that victory. But, Danny Football, who do you got for week one? No, we're just doing first round. Week one. I know we normally pick. Yeah, week one. First round of um, tournament play, because normally we do Wednesday games, so... But it's on Friday is the first gonna, round.
2: I was gonna go UConn over Maryland, but I'm gonna go uh, Baylor over Hartford because I want to see Hartford get stomped into the floor.
0: So I'm gonna go Baylor over Hartford. Uh Getty, you can pick any game in the first round. What what's your what's your I
3: mean, with the
1: threat?
0: No, just straight up. Who do you think is gonna win?
1: I mean Baylor over Hartford, that's not even fair. They're like 30 point spread. They
0: kept my they
2: kept my yeah. school out, man. They kept my school out. I'm not happy with it's, them.
1: for Danny It's football. That's
0: how, that's how he's. This is how he's getting up a big record. I pick all the hard ones. Oh, like I pick do we, close, if close if we need to go through these basketball games, man, I've been picking up some good games. Y- you've been picking up some good ones. I'm just messing with you. This <laughs> Baylor one is pretty bad.
3: but What? Baylor over Hartford. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. I
1: will say... I don't want to give like a lock. I'll give... The decent one that I consider a luck. I liked, sorry earlier. Oh, it's a late one Saturday. I think Oregon rolls VCU in the first round. Seven versus 10. I you
3: like fall that. Fall with that 10 seed.
1: Yeah, I think Oregon rolls.
3: Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard. For, for, for Oregon Duck. Duck. Okay, so. uh, yeah, for one that's. Uh... One that's close. Iona over
2: Alabama.
0: Iona over Alabama. Iona. <laughs> I Iona over Alabama. Uh, just to be, I'm going to double down. I'm going Syracuse over San Diego uh, State. Danny sure really doesn't believe in him.
1: I like that. <laughs> the- I, I like the, I like the, it has to do it, but now I know why Danny football dominates you in the air. He he just took the he just took the Yankees over uh, Hartford Little League. In in a seven-inning game
0: over the Hartford Yard Goats, a wise man (laughs) once said, "Here, uh," I can't even say the quote. Never mind. Forget it. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That's what I was going to say. Legends never die. I picked, I
3: played close ones. I'd rather live long enough to become the villain. We're just going to go through movie movie quotes. Yeah." Yo, Adrian. Let's bring
0: in a Rocky one. Usually we reference I just Rocky gave it to you. Once. I just gave
2: it to you. Yo, Adrian.
0: What was it? Yo, Adrian? No, that's a, i – I'd like to look, at, if I may, I look at Iona like Rocky in Rocky one when he was playing against Apollo Creed. There it is. We reference Rocky at least once in every show. Uh, I'm excited. March Madness is like the best time of the year, I think. It's, it's stunk not having it last year. Um, so I'm looking forward to having games on all like that Friday, Saturday is like the best two days of like sports. I think each year, like it's games all day long. Um, in the high school I work at, we, during lunch, we throw on the, uh, we throw on games on like the big projector. So people can watch the games. I'm usually flipping on at lunch and like breaks, looking at some games. So I'm looking forward to it. So, I think it's time we get to our last segment of the night. We're going to go with the people's topic.
3: It's the people's topic, baby. People's topic.
0: So, for people's topic, remember you can write in uh on our Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone. Make sure you hit us with a follow. Hit us with the subscribe button and, hit the like button and hit the like button on this video as well as our other videos. Remember, you can write in each week whatever you want us to talk about, questions, whatever you want. And without further ado, Producer John, take it away.
4: At EFits94 on Twitter, does Bill have something up his sleeve for the QB spot or is Cam still the man?
0: I think he has to have another plan. Whether it's through the draft or – I mean, him. I think – I mean, I think he's going to draft someone, but I don't think it's like a thing up his sleeve. I think it's,
3: I think Cam's the guy for this year. And then we draft a guy for the future. Getty.
1: Oh, I agree. I think that the the amount of money they gave him, you know what I mean? They're going out and spending his money. I think there's something there that they, they like with him, whether it's, I mean, he was a professional. I, I saw that stuff. I mean, the guy. An animal. He's in the gym all the time. You look at that. they say he gets there on the first guys, you know, five thirty six in the morning some of those days. So uh I think the fit is good from like that standpoint. I don't think it's answered. I think it's eventually a bandy. But I mean the guy's a winner. He won the national championship at Auburn, he won a Super Bowl. Did he win a Super Bowl with Carolina? No, he lost. He, lost. That was the the, Super Bowl. he didn't
2: jump on that fumble.
1: Oh yeah, against uh Peyton Broncos. Yeah. So, I mean, he has a history of winning, the health thing. Uh, I like his competitiveness. You know what I mean? I like Cam Newton in terms of, like, just watching him. Um, if he can be healthy, I don't think it's – he's not the answer long term, but um, can they win with him? Yeah, I think they can, but I think Bill has a plan. I mean, at least I think he was a little humbled by what happened with Brady winning without him and how bad it went, um, you know, this year by not having any weapons or money to spend. but. Like people said, I just don't want it to be a spot where people came to New England to play with Tom, not for Bill. You know what I mean? If that's the case, then like, what are we, like, what are we doing here long term? So um, just get back to that, you know, winning culture. You know, a year off, it's not the worst thing, but um, I think it's somewhere in between. You know what I mean?
3: I agree. I think you're right. And I like this next question.
4: from at P. Willis17. Oh, Oh, Paige. Paige. Who is the sexiest Celtics player? Oh, my God. It's got to be Tatum or Taco.
0: Taco, yeah, Taco's a good one. Paige, you got to come up with some better questions here. Sexiest Celtics player.
2: Current?
4: If it's not current, we got to go with Larry.
3: Larry with the mullet, yeah. Yeah.
0: La- La- Larry Bird. Oh, I would go Shack. We go Shack.
3: We can use Shaq This is such a ridiculous question. Getty, do you have any input on this one?
1: Nothing comes to the top of my mind.
3: I'll go Peyton. I'll go, uh,
0: no, I want to go Rob
3: Williams. I love Rob Williams. good-looking kid. He's a good-looking <laughs> fellow. Jalen Brown is a handsome
0: young man. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a handsome fella. Ugh. We're just going to start reading them on the uh. now. <laughs> Good question.
4: Uh, Kevin underscore Curly. Oh, no. How many players are the Patriots away from being in the Super Bowl, and who are those players? Mm. I mean, you can only have a certain number of players on the field, so I think they're I pretty. Think uh, <laughs> I
3: think
2: no, I think he's looking for more like impact guys. Like, position wise like no
3: <laughs> 16
2: right. call call the call here we go i
0: no i i think i think you, for impact guys that way i think they like getty said earlier i think they still need another wide receiver uh quarterback a quarterback, like, it depends on what Cam sees. Like, I, I'm interested to see what he has for the full offseason and a full, like, preseason for his belt, what he's going to do. Because we were talking about them the, before he got COVID. We were talking about them winning the Super Bowl last year. Like, he looked really good the first couple weeks. So, interesting to see what it's like uh, next year. But I, realistically, I think they're, you know, they need that quarterback and that another receiver. Defense, looks pretty stacked, especially after today. They got a lot of great guys on
3: defense. Wide receiver and quarterback. Getty? Oh, I, I, agree. I agree with you guys.
1: You made a good point with, you know, before he had COVID. I mean, they were, you know, they should have won in Seattle. They would have, you know, three and one start. We don't know where we go from there, but I mean, everyone was all on board there. And then once he got sick, uh, you know, but, I mean, they should have beat the Bills at the Bills. They were driving down to win the game. Um, you know, that was a swing game. The thing of Bills were like five and two. Pats were three and four at the time. Um, but the, the biggest thing for me is this division is kind of continuing to grow, so they got to keep up with the rest. Before it was a joke, you know, the Pats win every year. And now it's – I mean, the Bills are here to stay. I mean, Josh Allen seems to be the real deal. Um, you know, Florida's doing a good job in Miami. They keep signing guys. And then you know the Jets got the second pick in the draft. You don't know what they're going to do. They just got Corey Davis today, so um, I think the division's building up. So the, the Patriots kind of got to you know keep pace and, and take back over the rain there.
3: They
0: almost beat KC last year without Cam Newton. So I like that. I think they're close. They're not as they're not as far away as people think. I think, in my opinion.
4: Uh, K underscore Palladino, are we still drafting a tight end?
0: No, not now. Not I, now. I don't, I don't think so. I love Kyle Pitts, but you need a quarterback now at that first. But now that you Especially, got Smith. Yeah, bringing
4: Smith, it's over. Uh,
0: at beef Ride
4: 7 thoughts on what the Pats do in the draft with their recent – oh, this is kind of a general question that you kind of went over, but thoughts on what the Pats do in the draft with their recent moves in free agency.
2: I'd like to think they're trying to move up if they're making that cannon trade, but as we know, Bill doesn't like to do that. So I'm not really sure what his MO is right now, but. He also doesn't
0: like to spend a lot of money and he's done that today. That's a good point. Maybe this is when Bill turns it all around. I I think, I think they have to be looking at a quarterback, right? Completely changes his MO. They have to be looking at a quarterback first round knowing that they'll they'll draft a d3 right. like linebacker to play <laughs> special teams with their first round. But, no, they'll trade back into the second round and then they'll draft a third round linebacker. Uh Getty, who do you think cuz we didn't really talk much about the draft. Is there anyone that you think the Patriots are going to go after or do you think they're going quarterback? I, I, mean, just,
3: just,
1: I think they're going to have to go quarterback at some point. Um I kind of like that kid or from North Dakota State. Trey uh, Lance. I saw, I saw something. Yeah, I saw something in the fall. They played one game or, or the one we game any played. I know FCS is doing spring stuff and, and he's not playing, I believe. But his top speed was like a 22-point something on one of his runs. And it was, you know, a top 10, like, number. So, um, you know, Belichick seems to like to do – think outside the box a little bit. But, you know I mean? I, think that kid, I don't think Wilson will be around or, or, or whatever it is with, with those top guys, Fields and Lawrence, obviously. But I want like to, right, you know, too. have him take a chance. But, I, yeah, I, I could get behind that pick. But, you know, he'll probably be the fourth or fifth to go. Mac Jones, you know, he seems like a good system quarterback, played for Saban. Um, so one of those two guys. But I, I would like to see them kind of build a future of that position versus kind of putting a Band-Aid on, you know, one year at a time.
3: Steve, who's the last question from? Do you know? Uh, I have a good feeling it's Joseph Celia.
4: Joseph underscore Celia asks If the Celtics became football players, what positions would you have them play?
0: Getty Joseph Celia is our number one fan. He writes it every week.
2: Well, I'm Big a lot of
3: good uh, uh,
2: hard Sorry, Williams what? would be my tight end. Um, Smart alignment. Safety? I or put him safety.
3: at safety. Okay.
0: I think Smart's a safety. Who's your quarterback? Tatum, I guess. Tatum right. would probably be the quarterback. Brad
4: Stevens at QB.
0: Oh love? Get out of here. Uh, Jalen Brown would be a wide receiver, I think. Yeah. Mm.
1: Taco would be a goal line tight end. Just
0: <laughs> Taco, sign Taco up for to be your other tight end. No one's stopping him. Yeah, if the, yeah dual, uh, dual tight
2: end set with Will, with uh, Robin Taco. You'll be all set, yeah. Good to go. Jeff Teague would be the bus driver. Oh, my God. <laughs> Peyton Pritchard uh, would be like a – He'd be like an Edelman. Corner? Edelman right, over the Safety?
0: Middle. I mean a uh, uh, slot guy. Good question. Joseph Neely always uh, out of the box thinking with his questions. Getty, do you have anyone? Who, I think
1: Smith could be uh, – Go ahead. Naismith Smith uh, Nikhil Harry first rounder that doesn't play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's uh Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford's played, I think, the same amount of games as uh, Naismith, Na- uh in his career, probably more Naismith's played more games than Romeo Langford. Um, Grant Williams, dude. Grant Williams is a tank. Grant Williams could be I put him uh, I put him on my O line. I put him at a fullback. Fullback? All right.
3: I don't hate it. We got our options on this. Tice? Backup center? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just more of the same. Tristan Thompson's a tank. He could be... He, He's a feisty guy. Physical man. Well, thank you for writing in, everyone. Uh, a lot of people's topics today. Uh, remember, you can write in every week on our Instagram and Twitter, at BigRedZone. Hit us uh, with a follow. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you tell a friend. My thanks to uh, Getty for coming on this week. Always a pleasure, Getty. I can't wait to see you this summer. We'll get a, uh, yeah,
1: nice,
0: we'll <laughs> get a nice Subway sub when you come up.
1: Can't wait to miss those
0: days. <laughs> uh, Danny Football, as always, producer John. Have a great week, everyone.